maybe he could um, you know uh, change it and instead of using all grain he could use some moderate. French bread roll and he could call it arrogant batard <laughs> moderate batard <laughs> With over 25 years in the field, Cryer Malt have been bringing you the world's best local and imported malts. They are your premium brewing partner and they are proud supporters of this very special edition of A Good Brews Week, live from room 316 <laughs> of the Signature Hotel in downtown San Francisco. Uh, and it's uh, your host here, Pete Pedro Mitchum. <laughs> and it's a pleasure to welcome from uh, the other double bed... <laughs> Across the uh, the side table, uh, it's Matt Kierkegaard. Uh, g'day, Matt. <laughs> g'day, Pete. <laughs> Mate, isn't this exciting? It's uh, it, it's been a really it is very exciting. Like, again, the Bruce News budget only extends to one room, so Pete and I become even a little bit more um, acquainted with each other's uh, habits uh, <laughs> and more forgiving of each other's and, foibles <laughs> than than when Pete's staying at the Pilsner Suite in Brisbane. Uh, but no, look, it, it's it's terrific. We've had a great trip so far. I do only hope, Matt, that um, our listeners do appreciate the uh, the length that we've gone to to get this episode out on time. Uh, it's fair to say we've had a little bit of planes, trains and automobiles um, in the last couple of days, but we've had... And look, we don't want to preempt it all because we will be doing a very special uh, wrap-up episode of our... Live uh, from our Stone, US, or well, recorded live at Stone. Yeah, of, uh, of our US trip. Um but we've um, we've managed to spend a little bit of time in Portland, Oregon. We've uh, then headed up uh, into Washington State to the Yakima Valley, and spent a bit of time up there uh, just after the harvest is finished. But um, looking at hop selection and and can't wait to, to sort of share three all that. great chats up there. D- recorded some really good beer as a conversation uh, episodes, which will drop over the next couple of months for the for our listeners. Uh, but yeah, a lot a lot going on. We're just about we're we're yeah, bracing ourselves. Uh, <laughs> For um, well, we got a day in San Francisco. Then this afternoon we fly head, down to Denver. Fly down to Denver for the Great American Beer Festival, and then uh, back uh, Ozside via, down, down via um, San Diego via a quick trip to San Diego. And uh, yeah, and and when you say planes, trains, automobiles, listeners, you, you may not realize that Pete and I've never actually flown before, and it was quite terrifying flying down well, from. We've, we've flown. Well, before. we've flown, we've but never flown on the same flight. On, together, on the same yeah. flight, and it's Allah, a the bit, royal family, yeah. or you know. And yesterday we flew from uh, Portland down to San Francisco, and it, it, look, I, I sent a message back to the office. So I said, look, if anything happens. <laughs> Carry on without us, uh, but it, th- th- this podcast would have been over. It's a little bit like the Coke recipe. Uh, that's it, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I thought you were going to say more about, you know, and of course, you know, being the senior partner, um, Matt uh, hooked the ILC. You know. <laughs> well, I, I did the bookings. That's true. No, it was fine. No, like 22E, lovely seat. And uh, first time on Alaskan Airlines, can highly recommend them. And uh, Yeah, absolutely. We've, we've had some great experiences. Yeah, and uh, look, just a couple of little... Oh, no, look, a little bit of ambient have, noise from the street. Yeah, uh, a bit of ambient noise from the street. As I say, we're, we're, we're hoping nothing uh, too, down, too down untoward. San Francisco, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's an interesting pl- place. <laughs> yes, yes. Anyway, um, on with the show. That's it, um, Matt. Uh, a lot of well, I'm, I'm guessing there's been some news happening. Honestly, have had not had a lot of time to to check in uh, back home, other than with family sort of stuff. So yeah, uh, actually, I would just. Uh, I mean, Joe gets a bit of a mention on the on the podcast, but Claire, who's the senior journalist at uh, Australian Bruce News, and uh, Sam Heathwood, who runs the sort of business side of it, uh, a little bit for me, which gives us the ability to get out um, and not worry about things. So it, it, it's quite. 
it, it, it's quite the luxury I'm, I'm finding on this trip that I'm not. I'm, I'm just keeping an eye on what's happening oh, as opposed sure. to running what's happening. Um, and look, to be perfectly Francis, and I'm sure you would agree that you know, not that long ago, if you and I had had to go on a trip, you basically would have, you know, bruised news would kind of have been in a, in a holding Hi- pattern, hi- hiatus, or you know, just sort of banging. We're up. experiencing some temporary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, until we get back. But we're able to, as I say, yeah, thank you very much to Claire and to Sam for, for keeping the wheels turning, keeping the hamster on the wheel, so to speak. Um, and they've also been good enough, uh, as has Joe, our lovely producer, to send us um, the most relevant news that we will share with you now, good listeners. Um, first up, Matt, I guess you know, hot on the heels of uh, plain paper or plain packaging for, um, for tobacco products, uh, drinks companies worldwide, it is estimated, could lose... More than four hundred and thirty billion US dollars in brand value if plain packaging laws are extended to alcohol. I I, I know you put your uh, little (laughs) finger to the corner of your mouth, then. Well, I didn't want to. You know, I don't want to be accused of cultural appropriation, particularly in a city like San Francisco. (laughs) Although when we did have breakfast this morning, (laughs) old mate. Behind Tony. the jump, yeah, Tony. We'll 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 save yeah, yeah. we'll save the rest of the story for uh, something special we've got coming up for your listeners. But um, uh, introduced himself and said, you know, he said I've been here twenty six years. Blah blah. He goes, uh, where are you guys from? And I said, oh yeah, we're from Australia. He's from Brisbane. He goes, oh, and did you meet here? <laughs> I missed that. That came in my deaf ear. Oh, there you go. Okay. Yeah. So, so and, and he could have got away with that. <laughs> yeah. I, I couldn't have. But uh, no, well played, Tony. Uh, yeah, so drinks companies are more than four hundred and thirty billion US dollars in brand value, um, plain packaging. And Ryan Lumby uh, from our Facebook group uh, was the one who I think uh, posted this and alerted us to it. Producers like Heineken, AB InBev, and Pernod Ricard could see a hundred percent of their revenues exposed to this new legislation. And, and yeah, look, Pete, it, it's one of those things. It hasn't uh, outside of fair. I don't think in Australia there has been much talk about plain labelling, packaging, the, yeah. the, the way there has been for cigarette. Um, advertising and cigarettes. I, I think Australia was a world leader, um, one of the world leaders in terms of uh, plain packaging for cigarettes yep. to, to strip the appeal from them. And it has been shown to have been very, very effective. And whenever you, whenever we talk about the ABAC code and people start mouthing off about how silly some of the decisions are, this is the thing that they really need to be aware of because if you think of all of the craft breweries that are trying to stand out on the shelf as a result of um, you know standing on the shelves and the design advancements that we've had you know uh, cans these days are works of art um, in, in in a lot of cases but not in all but in a lot of them and if we have to move alcohol to plain packaging businesses are just going to there are a whole lot of businesses that probably aren't going to be particularly viable because their most distinctive marketing asset is going to be gone yeah it's it's their um their billboard you know their can their their art um will, will sort of disappear there's an interesting quote here from uh, david haig who's the ceo of brand finance who said quote with health advisors labelling obesity the new smoking, it's not surprising that there have been repeated calls for this type of legislation to be expanded into food and drink sectors. It is obvious, however, that this would severely damage these companies' business values. It's a bit of a long stretch, isn't it? It's a long bow to draw to say to suggest that you know oh, we need to curb all elements of obesity. So let's look at beer. Pete, well, well, look. Obesity is a problem, and, and I don't want to minimise any sort of health concern or the sincerity no, of people no. that are trying to look after uh, everyone's health. 
But as I've said about fair in the past, um, there is, to, to uh, borrow a phrase from a, a good friend of the show, um, Greg Cook, um, there is a thing called insidious creep that you make one move and then... You know, it you, opens the door. And it opens the door to the lowers next one. The, and the barriers to someone else saying, oh, I wouldn't have done yeah. that, but now that somebody else has, well, but, yep, what's the next step? You know, once, uh, in, in the case of FAIR, we, we talked about it, you know, once skateboarding is deemed to be a dangerous activity to pair alcohol with, then you sort of say, well, what's another danger? You, you never sort of say, well, we, we, we've okay, won the we've battle. Done that. Now we'll yeah. take the shingle down and go home. It's, well, what's next? Oh, we, we can't have people drinking in the pool. Um, and so you, you take the next thing. And that's one of the reasons why, you know, I, I think I've talked about it on the show a number of times, this idea of the fire break. You need to stop well short of what is actually crossing the line. Yeah. Because when you get to the, you know, um, everything just sort of keeps creeping creeping past. And, you know, if, if the industry doesn't behave responsi- responsibly and can't point to itself as behaving responsibly, they actually create the conditions where legislation and um, activists can push that behaviour much further beyond they want to go. And so, uh, you know, like I, I just think it's a so, natural... So what are you suggesting, Matt, is the next step then to... Pr- you know, wh- how do we start carving that firebreak? Is it we stop using uh, images that might appeal to minors, um, even if we don't well, well, think in, they in, would? In, or, in, in terms of this, you know, like it, 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 it's interesting. Look, I'm actually quite surprised at going, bringing it back to the talk about... Um, obesity and you know there is a real conversation going on in the uh, industry generally people are becoming very aware of how much they're drinking and i don't think i've ever um and i'm I'm not sure whether it's an age thing you know so we're sort of older and so a lot of our contemporaries uh, are older and they're becoming aware of it i'm not sure but I, I am hearing it from a lot of the younger sales reps and a lot of uh, sort of younger members of the the, the the beer industry that they're very conscious about their alcohol intake as well um, for the health for the health benefits. And I think the industry needs to promote that as much as possible. And it, it's, look, it, it's just one of the reasons why when I bang on about booze, um, I know look, I, I can see all of the points that Jade makes and people make about it's making it less. But it does it does. Diminish. There's playful, playfulness and disarming on one side, but then it's, 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 it's just uh, yeah, allowing into the lexicon the the attitude that comes that it's yeah with a loaded word and a particular um, thank you to the contributor who shared a particular brewery with their yeah and, and then their social media post delivering some what was it outstanding piss or something like that and you know exquisite exquisite piss and you're sort of thinking well. You know, yeah, it's funny and things like, and, 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 and I do, and I'm not sort of saying I don't want to be the wowser, but it does cast the industry in a certain, in a certain light. And alcohol is one of those prob- products that, like it or not, it does require special care about, um, because alcohol does have a perception altering, um, impact. Yep. It does lower, um, you know, judgment. So it does have impact around judgment. And it, it, it is also um, addictive. And so you, you need to, there, there needs to be special responsibilities around it. Because if the industry doesn't behave responsibly, then other people are going to force yep. responsibility. And of course, we also do have this, I guess, the, the cultural speed bump of you know we we try our hardest to to hide alcohol uh, and the concept of alcohol from children and then at 18 
hand them the keys to a car and the license to go down to the pub at the mm. same time with no kind of, I, I guess, you know, background generally. But and again, so for a lot of people, that's that, one you know, of those examples. The, the the hiding alcohol away from children, so like children can't go to pubs or you know. So, so the, we've noticed that a lot here, where there's sort of some places where, depending on the license, there'll be you know no minors, no minors, yeah, at, at any time or past this point or which is funny because which is that's, 21 that was states. one of the things that um, the, I recommend everyone go and watch the Ken Burns Prohibition documentary. Yeah, fascinating stuff, but it, a lot of that. It wasn't, there was always Wowserism, but there was a particular culture that grew up around the saloon. And it was seen so women and children weren't welcome into the saloon. And so there was a lot more going on than just drinking. It oh, was, and the weekly pay packet would disappear in the saloon. All of that. Families yep. and staff. Yep. 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 And that was the lever that actually gave, you know, so it was the, 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 the rise of the uh, women's rights movement, movement as, as well. But there was a whole lot of other movements going in the background that did, that. It was um, wedded to, and it, so, so it was fascinating. So you need to be really, really careful. Um, but you also, but yeah. So, so the whole idea of keeping alcohol away from children is because of this misconstrued. Um, we're looking at the damage of alcohol, and we need to protect children from it, as opposed to actually show them responsibility around it, model responsibility. Yep. Um, and sorry, and, and Pete, you, you said something else then about. Um, well, the, uh, the European culture of that's guess, right, yeah, of of of, of, of just making uh, sensible and moderate consumption of alcohol a part of a celebration, a part of a of, of the of the family culture, a part of getting together, of, of breaking bread and and sitting around a table. That yeah, yeah. alcohol can be part of that. Can can be part of can can be a responsible, healthy part of that. And uh, I talked a little bit about that with Axel Yani um, from Vimen. Um You may not have had a chance to catch up with that conversation that only went up this week but you know in in germany you can drink low um, you know, lower alcohol um, products like beer at 16 but then you don't get your driver's license until 18 yep so you've had the ability to test your limits test your limits Man's got to understand his limitations lose the excitement um about it if there is any before you're given the car and in australia it's the complete opposite you're given this um responsibility of driving and then you're given the you know privilege of drinking and as I was speaking of celebration, uh, one of the best celebrations of beer, particularly in Australia, is Good Beer Week. And this week we learned that Good Beer Week 2020 is open for business. Uh, Good Beer Week, which has grown every year since um, its inception. Year 10, in I think it's 2010. This is the 10th year. So 2011 was the, was the first Good Beer Week. Um, and last year featured over 300 events over 10 days. So Good Beer Week yep. now goes over 10 days. Um, uh, somebody might need to... Okay, you know, calendar, seven days. Anyway, <laughs> um, Good Beer Week 2020 event registrations are open from October the 1st till October the 31st. Head to goodbeerweek.com to register your event or contact info at goodbeerweek.com. Um, Matt, nostalgia. Nostalgia. The rise of reshes and emu export. Now, we bumped into <laughs> our new best mate, uh, whose father had been in the Navy and had been stationed at Exmouth. So he'd spent a little bit of time in uh, in Western Australia and was and, and had we, a fondness we post the, uh, for Patrick's Patrick's video. I think we, I think yeah, we yeah. need to. Yep. I, think we, I think we shall. Perhaps in our, our bonus content. Bonus tradition. content, yes. Um, but, uh, yeah, Reshers and Emu Export uh, voted the nation's favourite beer. 
A national debate was sparked earlier this month when CUB brand Resch's was voted the the nation's favourite beer. Uh, the poll highlighted the rise of historic beer brands, often tied to a specific region like Lions Emu Export, officially known as Bush Chook in WA. Well, though, now Justin Fox from Bintani, who's a, a Fremantle uh, born and bred and uh, WA native, um, and actually worked for, um, I think, the company that uh, that did brew that beer, mm-hmm. said in WA they call it running chook piss, running bird piss. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've only ever heard it referred to as big chook piss. Okay. But um, in the uh, article, it's, it's claimed it's, it's called Bush Chook. Uh, and the number one brand in the Western Australian packaged beer market, according to IRI data. There, there was somebody posted a discussion about this in the, the, the Facebook group. And I'm just going to read because I... Are people familiar, do you reckon, with Resh's... Because it's now brewed in Yatla? It's brewed in Yatla, I, I believe, yeah. yeah. So, so it's, it's, it's a CUB brand. They bought, they bought the brand... Because well, it used to be brewed in the Kent Brewery, like it, it was. Well, I, I have a feeling I've spoken to Brad Rogers now of Stone and Wood and um, Forest for the Trees project um, that he was brewing Resh's is one of his first jobs in the Kent Street Brewery before he headed over to, to Fiji to brew Fiji bitter. I would believe that. And now I'm just digging the. While you're looking that up, Matt, we'll let our listeners know that Resh's has its own appreciation society with a Facebook group of more than 4,500 people, which marshaled its membership to vote in the news.com.au poll and has also raised nearly 11500 for um, Movember through the sale of Resh's merchandise. Meanwhile, Emu Export has been immortalised in both ice cream and pies. Mm. Hat tip to Claire who wrote the, the, this article and it was a really fascinating, she found a very uh, uh, you know, a great obs- commentator um, to talk about the consumer insights. Um, but the, the thing for me, you know, just the inconsistency of the, the logic behind the Rush's Appreciation Society, um, it's a bunch of guys that are celebrating Rush's and they're celebrating it's a local, it's a beer that we drink around here. And a couple of years ago, I can't think of his name, but there was the sommelier of the year and James Atkinson. I, I had a podcast with him because James Atkinson had done a chat with him and he's, he's got the handle Rush's. And the, the, the right. Twitter handle at Reshes, at Reshes, yeah. which is a, like a, an ironic thing for the wine sommelier, the wine expert, yep. and he was raving about Reshes. And he, th- you know, isn't it awesome that you know that there's still a beer that you can only get in the area that it's made? I'm going, hold on, champ, it's it's not made in New South Wales, and it, it, so so you've got an, a, an award-winning wine sommelier who was showing the you know ignorance of the beer product that he champions. Well, it shows. How, it show, to be fair, it shows how well provenance is hidden, what, obsequiously or deliberately or subtly or subconsciously. Like somebody, I mean, but by the big guys. To, to me, it showed. It doesn't matter where it's brewed. Dare, dare Matt, it doesn't matter bit, where it's brewed. Well, it, it doesn't. But then, don't celebrate that this is the beer that's the well, our to be local fair, beer. Yeah, yeah. To you be know. fair, CUB is not claiming it's it's brewed locally. It's, well, Mate, but then, the, but CUB has put no marketing behind it, and the, the Russia's Appreciation Society. I've been a member of the Facebook group for some time, and they've been reaching out to CUB. Ah, so you're one of those four thousand five hundred. I am one of the four and a half thousand. What's your membership number? No, I haven't joined because oh. there's actually a joint. So yeah, oh. yeah. Um, I, I, so you're just looking over the back fence, just <laughs> throwing rocks while they're trying to have a barbecue. Uh, lurking, I think they are. So yes, but um, on, on one hand, you've got the Russia's Appreciation Society, and this is their. Uh, and, and look, I'm not teeing off about these guys. I'm not teeing off at these guys at all. You know, if you like Rush's and you like the brand and what it represents, that's great. 
But then there have been a lot of posts about, you know, these hipsters drinking these trendy, fruity beers. And um, I, I commented on um, that in, in, in the group. And I, I know a number of our uh, Facebook group um, members are members of oh, the Rep- Rest okay. Appreciation yep. Society. And they left to the defence. I wasn't having a go. Flag-waving, pin-wearing members. But then, as I said, you know, like the, the about page of the Resh's Appreciation Society, Resh's, the beer we drink around here, low carb, purified water, add lime, pale, light boutique. If you're like me and you've had enough of poncy adjectives and marketing waffle and pray for a day when we can all return to drinking a good, honest beer at a reasonable price. Well, Resh's is that beer. It's our state beer. It's a beer for working families. It's the best tasting beer in Australia. And uh, sadly, Resh's is less, you know, um, our state is being crowded out of the market by inferior product being brought in by selfish Victorians and Taswegians with bad taste. And, you know, to, to, to me, the thing about this is these are people who are drinking a memory. They're drinking a perception. They're drinking a fantasy because CUB... They're creating an, a Norman Lindsay watercolour. Well, but, but CUB pretty much yeah, has, and- as, as we keep hearing from the professional brewers, they've got one word string. Um, and, you know, if, if, if we want to make it... Um, Crown Lager, or actually Crown Lager, we need to look into that because Crown is apparently all malt these days. But most of the others, they've got one wort stream and you sort of either add a little bit more of the, uh, you know, bittering agent, a little little bit less, you sort of, you know, carbonate a little bit more or carbonate a little bit less, but it's basically the same beer. And if you're going to go teeing off about VB and Carlton Draft, but this Resher's stuff, this is the good stuff. That's the dog's bollocks. Yeah, then you, you live in a fantasy and good luck to you. But don't shit can everyone else. But, you know, well, and I think that's the, the point. Employee, I, yeah. yeah, I've always, I guess, you know, one of the things as a parent that I've always brought my children, I said, talk up what you love, don't, and just ignore what you don't like. There's no yeah. need to denigrate. No, there's no, you don't, you don't build yourself up by, yeah. you know, bringing yeah. others down. And uh, which is funny because the, 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 these guys love hanging up, hanging um, on the, the the hipsters, what they call the yep. hipsters. When when you think about, you know, like the fixie. The you know the the, the classic yep. fixy fixy bike riding hipster yep. is riding the fixy Pledge because shirt, they think cap, that there is something beanie. purer about you know riding the uh, gearless bike and working harder and making it worse than it has to be um, because that's a pure um, thing and you're sort of going no we invented gears for a reason and you know unfortunately if if you're drinking rushes because you think it is the beer that you drank 30 years ago I'm sorry champ you're riding a fixy. Yep, no, you are point. you are the hipster, not us. I don't know if he rides a fixie, but we'll certainly be popping in for a visit before we uh, fly back to Australia. Uh, is Greg Cook, who this week responded to the UK watchdog group, uh, the Portman Group, um, <laughs> their uh, hashtag feelings towards arrogant bastard ale. Now, the Portman Group, which Matt, uh, for our listeners probably know, is. Um, the UK, it, it's like yeah, it, it, it's an industry association in that sets rules. Industry around, watchdog yeah. group. Um, Brewdog so has fallen foul of them a lot, many times, and and thumbed their nose at hence uh, nanny state. Yeah, yep, that's right. Uh, well, that's it. That, the Portman Group, I guess, was the inspiration for, for yep. the, the the Brewdog. The sorry, the Scottish Breweries nanny dog, uh, nanny state, nanny dog, <laughs> <laughs> nanny Brewdog. Yeah, anyway, um, it's been a long day. The Portman Group recently sent Stone Brewing's importer a letter alerting them of a potential breach of its code of practice on the naming, packaging and promotion of alcoholic drinks regarding Arrogant Bastard Ale. To which Greg Cook replied with a, an open letter. Of course it was an open letter. He would Thank, you, 
Thank you for your letter. We're sorry to hear that our beer, identity and label offend you. Since Arrogant Bastard Ale has been around for 23 years, a year before the Portman Group was formed, and has been distributed in the UK for over a decade, the most devastating news may be how long it took you to identify your feelings. It would be insensitive for us not to recognise that this must have been a difficult emotional process. And clearly, it was emotional, as your letter contained a lot of emotional words. So I'm back and I'm back and Greg Cook in this one. Oh uh, yeah, no. Well, look, that's a fair call. It, but he makes. Uh, 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 to be fair, uh, I don't know how the Portman Group works. He, he's making. Have some, they? Have they known? They must have so, known. So what they did. Arrogant no, bastard ale's been there for twenty three years. They, they engage a consulting firm to go out and do a random sampling of beers on the shelf. Okay. You know, because I, I I don't know the Portman Group. I don't know. You know. I know roughly what what they do. But and some of our listeners may know, particularly our UK based or, or expats. They have a set to... of rules. Um, I don't know whether they've got a pre-vetting service or anything like that, but they just want well, to... Do they respond or do they... They, they did a random... Yeah, so, so they did a random... I think they respond to complaints, um, but this is them being, um, you know, in, in the face of plain packaging threads, potentially they've gone out and done a random sampling of 500 beers and then found out which ones potentially offend against the code. Yeah, but let's cut to the chase. To, to what extent does context matter? Because if, no, if I but, saw but, you are a bastard, but you, you need I to read go, oh, the original letter. You actually need to read the original letter. The Portman Group, the consultants, sent Stone a letter saying, "This is what's happened. You know, we've done a random sampling. Arrogant bastard has come across. You know, it potentially violates. It, 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 it didn't sort of say you need to change your packaging. It didn't okay. say you need to. It just sort of said, look, it potentially um, crosses these things and invited a response." And Muggins there decides to, he, the, three days before he posted his open letter, he sort of posted the thing and sort of said, well, you just wait until you see my smart-ass response. And he does make some legitimate points there, which is what they were, which is what the Portman group was asking for. Yep. They were asking, could, you know, could we and have a response? response? Yeah, okay. And, you know, it, they, did a, they didn't sort of say you offend. They didn't say that you contravene. They didn't say you can't sell. They just sort of said, here is our code. This is what we've done. Can you please give us your thoughts? And suddenly you've got, uh, you know, but that, the, the beer not... Jesus um, grandstanding and being a complete smartass about something that is inherently very, very... And he's just gone for complete mileage and he's grandstanding, he's showboating and he's wanting to sort of get all of the kids going, yeah, good on you, Greg. You know, the, the man who is, you know... Sorry, Greg, why were you sending your beer to England um, 10 years ago when, who you didn't want people sending your beer? Like, anyway, um, that's me grandstanding. And I fully acknowledge that. But, yeah, look... He, he For those wishing to join our Facebook group page, remember <laughs> the uh, the code word is soapbox. Well, no, but look, yes, make those points, but at least acknowledge the sincerity of the body. This isn't a body that's targeting stone. It's not a body that is trying to clamp down on alcohol. It is a body that is trying to make sure that the industry, because if stone was in plain packaging, they wouldn't have a business. If they weren't able to market all of their sort of you're not worthy nonsense, they wouldn't have a business because they are one of a vast number of equally good quality beers on the market these days. And rather than shit canning and being a smart ass and, you know, trying to get all of the kids going, yeah, we're with you, Greg, he should be playing into the, you know, he should be acknowledging the sincerity you know, of, of the, the, the request and making those points quite legitimately. Um, because he is actually undermining the code with his smart arsery in that response by diminishing what that 
code is trying to do. Um, and, and, that's, and ultimately, his business is going to be the one that suffers um, if plain, plain labelling comes in. Well, Matt, worst case scenario, if, if, if it's determined that yeah, he does have to change his labelling, I don't know if they do send overseas, but Greg could probably do worse than to pick up the phone and call. Now, he'd have to put 6-1 in front of it. Um, and then one three hundred eight five two two three five to call Rallings Labels and Stickers to perhaps get some updated shrink wrap maybe, plain label. They're very good like that. Yeah, uh, maybe maybe you could um, you know uh, change it and instead of using all grain, he could use some moderate, French bread roll and he could call it arrogant batard. <laughs> moderate batard. <laughs> there we go. Anyway, uh, uh, but look, but so, Ed, did you like the way that I uh, you know, that that big white suitcase I'm lugging around, Pete? It's because I had to bring my soapbox. <laughs> well, the, Matt's big white suitcase <laughs> could be the soapbox in itself. Do, do, do you see my point about the the, the Greg Cook thing? Like, that he's actually undermining something that will hurt his business. That it, that, that if you marshal the army against the Portman Group or against ABAC then you're actually hurting the industry because then people, everyone takes it less seriously. Uh, yeah, yeah, I do, but I, I but it, but I also I think probably go for that old um, you know military adage that you know you if you don't stand for something you'll fall for anything. But you can stand for something. You can sort of stand by saying, look, we really appreciate what you guys are trying to do. Um, yeah. We understand the importance of the Portman Group. We understand you know that we exist in a world where alcohol needs to be responsibly marketed. However. You know, we have been doing this for 10 years. Here, here is the basis for it. This is why we don't think that we contravene the points that you've made. Um, you know, thank you for your consideration. Unfortunately, doing that, you don't come across as the rock star that he needs to be increasingly. Yep. Okay. I do see your point. As Stone becomes, you know, Lima Reader, um, you know, he needs to keep pumping up his tyres. Fair call. Uh, that's the news for this week, Matt. Uh, with thanks to our very good friends at uh, at Crime Alt, Rellings, Labels and Stickers and Packaging and Beer Cartel. Speaking of Beer Cartel, I don't know if they would send Arrogant Bastard or any other... Uh, no, because they suggest they a six-pack of local Australian beer. Along with a, uh, a Bruges News bottle opener. And don't forget, uh, you can review us on iTunes. And, listeners, um, the, the big white suitcase is also bringing back... I'll tell you what, it is, <laughs> it is fairly... It's heaving at the seams. We've been very lucky to, um, in our travels with, um, uh, I guess, the, the Bintani um, Hop Harvest Roadshow. Yeah. We we're, were lucky enough to... Um, we've got some swag. Come on, we've, we've, been, we've been given a little bit of stuff and so we're going to give some of that away. Some very cool uh, hop grower trucker caps. Actually, I'm just going to throw one shirts. in because you, you mentioned the Ken Burns documentary yep. on Prohibition and last night we were walking, walking the streets of San Francisco. <laughs> we were actually walking along the, along the waterfront. Embarcadero. Embarcadero. Um, and uh, we were talking about uh, one of the two beers that was uh, on tap at the a Peruvian ceviche restaurant. Which you is, pronounce it? The beer? Oh, uh, Cascania. Cascania. Um, but the one I was thinking of was the 21st Amendment. Oh, yep. yep. So for our listeners, the first one to come through with, how does the 20, what, what is the relevance of the 21st Amendment? What, to which other amendment does it most closely relate? And what was the real name of that second? That what was the name of the act? Of the act. There you go. Um, and, and, yeah, was, and we'll, we'll, get, we'll find either a T-shirt or... Okay, 
Probably a tracker cap, because I tell you what, because if you're not, everyone's giving away tracker caps <laughs> over here. If you're not a medium, you're getting a tracker cap because the shirts are all medium. <laughs> all medium. Well, we saw, anyway, but we do have some lady shirts as well. We do have some lady shirts. I I did hook a couple, but anyway, um, all you need to do, Matt, uh, to then be so that's that's completely separate to our beer of the week, which is very proudly sponsored by our good friends at Beer Cartel. Um, so the Bar Blade, as well as um, your choice, a selection of um, a six pack of Australian craft beer for uh, sending us either something in the mailbag, a review on iTunes, or a, a comment that tickles us on the Facebook group. Don't forget to uh, join the Facebook group, um, and the code word is Soapbox. Now, we've got one, Matt, from Anna and Nathan. Actually, would you like to read this one out? Sure. Just, just so that, you know, I'm not doing everything here. <laughs> As I'll sure just thing. pass the iPad well, over to... Well, because that half-hour rant about uh, Stone was you doing everything, was it? Well, no, just... Well, there's... there's <laughs> What I'm, <laughs> there's actually an ulterior motive. Okay, I'm just I'm just uh, we're contacting my friends at Stone now to see if we're still welcome there. Um, this, oh, this the will go we out before out. we go to Stone. That's why I was. <laughs> I'm sure they don't a little listen. bit cautious. We're long-time listeners to the podcast. However, this is the first time we've written to you. What has prompted this email was a discovery at our local Dan Murphy's recently. A Deschutes beer with what appeared to be a packaged on date of 1-10-2019. See attached photos. Our initial reaction was one of shock, considering the 1st of October is yet to pass. After some thought and recollection from our time living in North America, we realised the date followed the American standard, so it was really 10 January 2019. Regardless, this sparked one of our common discussion topics on the suboptimal craft beer stock that is being retailed to beer drinkers and potential good beer drinkers, and evidently the beer was very old. There are two parts of this discussion that we wanted to highlight which you have both echoed at various times. Echoed? That's a very nice way of saying banged on about um, during the podcast. The first part is that brewers should list packaged on dates in a legible fashion, um, exclamation part, before, uh, but best before is too open to interpretation exactly and usually leads to a guessing game on how fresh the product is. Now, we usually err on the side of caution. The second part is the increasing disappointment we usually experience uh, visiting retailers that stock craft beers. Most of the time we believe there is too much variety or mismanagement of the inventory, usually evidenced by the discovery of IPAs several months old or dust on bottles. That is a very good point. Um, uh, the treatment of the product is quite variable with many places. Uh, we visit having a mixture of beers refrigerated and unrefrigerated or product on the shelf unrefrigerated. Uh, but the cartons are being stored unrefrigerated. Having not worked in the alcohol retail space, there may be certain log- logistical issues that contribute to this. However, as beer consumers, we would be much happier with a smaller curated selection that is turning over quickly and thereby as fresh as possible um, and treated with the respect it deserves. Isn't there a bigger risk of losing a potential craft drinker through a poor experience due to old stock as opposed to not offering a large selection of different beers? One final point uh, on this recent discovery at Dan's is that maybe we could go one step further if packaged on dates become a standard, making these date formats to be consistent. Anyway, rant over. Love the format of splitting news and interviews. Keep up the great work. Over here, we also uh, we're at um, uh, VGF Virgil Gamash Farms in Yakima, and uh, Darren, Ver- who we're going to uh, post an interview with very shortly in the next couple of weeks, um, was kind enough to bring us from his extensive, um, cold and very very fresh selection of uh, local local beer, some of which had only been canned a couple of days before and, and delivered there. And here's what we've done with your hops. Here's what we've done with your hops. Um, but a, a, a quick check, we did a. a Again, Justin Fox and I did a, a quick little check, and some also use the Julian calendar yep. uh, method. So not only do you have to go nine eleven instead of a, where, we're, whereas we would say eleven nine, you've also with others you've then got to work out your ready reckoner and your uh, you know algorithm 
um, slide rule to work out when, when something was actually bottled or canned or is best before if they use the, um, the Julian thing. Yeah, and look, I, I do bang on about it quite a lot. And, you know, but it's, there's a lot of points in there that uh, I'll just address two. One, having a smaller curated selection of beers um, and coupling that with the assertion that that's what consumers want. Unfortunately, it's not. You know, you look at the number of bottle shops that promise the largest range of beers that they're not turning over. Um, the best bottle shops aren't the ones that have got, you know, 1,500 um, lines because they're not going to be turning them over. They're not curating the stock um, and, and, and it's not good. But that's what consumers want. People want, you know, a, a, there is a yep. section of the market. And look, the three parties are very different. You've got the, um, the, the brewer's... Um, motivations and um, I guess you know pull points are completely different to the mm. retailer yep. and then are different again yep. to, to the consumer. So yeah, you can't just sort of assume or, or say that yeah the retailer should be and doing this because the retailer has different um, economic um, you know stresses on on their business. But you've got a lot of brewers that are and you got to know your own market willingly selling their beer into um, logistics chains or um, you know, bottle shops that they know that's not going to get the pull through. And so there is an inherent inconsistency with brewers saying our beer is best because, you know, we put the care, we put we love, you know, craft beer is better, independence is what you want. And then consigning a beer that just doesn't belong in a long, warm retail chain, um, logistics chain, and so saying our beer is better when we're willing to sort of accept a much inferior product. And just going back to, to the whole Greg Cookstone thing, that is my big bugbear with um, Greg. He refuses, you know, on one hand he's saying this and on the other hand he's willing to commit it and have it sit on a shelf, a warm... Actually, Pete, that's the other thing I'll say. Have you noticed, I don't think I've seen a warm retail beer since since we've been uh, here. Walked into a service station in... Uh, Oregon on our way out to Yad- Yadala when we sort of filled up at the gas Yakima. station. Uh, I, uh, this would have been a long drive to Yadala. <laughs> Yakima, sorry. Uh, yeah. Um, walk into this, um, like it, it would have been the sort of place that in, in Australia would have had six doors of, um, you know, power drinks and sports it, yep, drinks and yep. iced coffee. This place had four full doors of craft beer, all of it stored cold. Yep. You go into the Safeways that we went into that had the Blue Pool in Portland. Yep. Um, how's that? A tap room? In, well, but you, you had probably 10 metres of cold stored craft oh, beer. And the same, even the Rite Aid pharmacy. Yep. Uh, all there. Uh, no, well, so they did have a couple of rows of beers that yep. were uh, shelf beers. Yep. Um, and the other one that did was uh, Made in Oregon, which is uh, at the airport. Yep. So they didn't have any fridges, all there. Oh, they did. Was, okay. Okay. Was, was well, like a, on a front. But to be fair, it was like it was very prominent. Yeah. So, and I'd imagine like that they had obviously mostly. It almost seems the exception though, because beer is cold stored, whereas cold stored beer in Australia is the exception. Yeah. So anyway, anyway, we must move on. And just quickly, um, that was uh, thanks uh, via email. That one came to us from Anna and Nathan. So thank you very much. So please send us your Anna and Nathan if you can just send us your uh, PO box or your your postal address because at the very least you're going to get yourself a bar blade. That's right done and uh and given that i will assume you know it's fraught but i'll assume that anna is perhaps of the female variety we might that might be one of our uh 
our, our ladies' t-shirts that we managed to hook. Well, we're um, not going to get them all away in one go. No, 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 no. We'll trip for you. Just, just yeah. if yeah. So. Hey, trip's not over yet. Well, we, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? We, we might have to get another big white suitcase just for all the merch that everyone's giving us for our uh, for our dedicated loyal listeners. Um, one of whom is Daniel Massey, and on the Facebook group he um. Posted, imagine my surprise when I saw a billboard saying Tinnies, which is the Coles brand pale ale, won gold at the World Beer Awards. I've never had it due to supporting Independent, but realised Brick Lane brews it. I can see why it won. Congrats to the Brick Lane team. And, uh, look, absolutely. And, you know... And this one, Matt, I do have a little bit of inside knowledge. So you talk about it. When, when Daniel says, um, you know, realise that Brick Lane brews it, Brick Lane also created... The recipe. So this was this was yeah oh yeah yeah this was a the message was we want this this and this we want it at this price point this is what we want to sell it at kind of yep. thing yep and John Selton and the team did the rest so yep. it wasn't like here's a an old homebrew recipe that you know can you please just make this yep. this this so this yep. this is a crafted beer despite the fact that it is a um, you know a, a home brand label. It's a home brand label and, and all of that, and, and and that's like the the thing that the part of me that you know that, that sort of passionate, irrational part of you that wants to, you because know, you are supporting a, like a great brewery um, by buying that beer, but I, I, as good as it is, I'd still rather drink the story behind a small family owned brewery than a brand, you know, I I, I would much rather buy Brick Lane beer direct, for example. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and, and I'm the same. Uh, but that's just, just to put that in context and thank you for that, Daniel. So, uh, Matt, we do have one more. Oh. If you can... So we do. Um, now, the letter of the week last week um, uh, was for our review, and I can't remember... It was Chemistry and Wit, wasn't it? It was the Chemistry and Wit one. Yep. Um, hello, Matt and Pete. Uh, providing my postal address is a follow-up to my recent review on your podcast in iTunes. So, yeah, if you, if you have reviewed us... Uh, on iTunes, send us through your postal address so we can get your barblade as well. Um, I realise it was important not to just binge listen to your back catalogue, but jump forward and listen to current episodes too. Uh, getting the news in a timely manner provides a certain advantage, e.g. hearing the Green Beacon Brewer, um, that was my chat with uh, Johan, um, talking about the limited release beer using HPA 016. This news item had me immediately catching an Uber to the brewery to sample said new hop. Very tasty brew. Now, the interest, his interest in the new hop was because um, Andrew is actually uh, Hilltop Hops, um, which is a hop grower in Brisbane. Um, and he sent a, through a photo because one of the questions, w- without going into our sort of great wrap-up episode recorded at Stone next uh, Monday. Um, possibly. Possibly. <laughs> well, either that or... The new subject to change. <laughs> in the gutter out the front. <laughs> so in... Um, 50 feet away or whatever the restraining order says um it, it's been fascinating because i've again the, the the logical part of my brain says you grow hops where they grow best um because we have seen uh hop growers sort of moving out of the traditional hop growing regions including hilltop hops which are growing hops in brisbane yep you know um if you want to grow as a home brewer have your own little trellis in your backyard grow hops make a beer throw a few into your fresh hop beer or you know, India homebrew. Yeah, and, and look, it's a great exercise to grow hops in, in Brisbane, but they're, they're um, varying day length and with... Day length's not, not long enough. Yep. But I know that Andrew um, and the Hilltop Hops guys, like they went to Florida um, and visited some hop growing down there to look into um, growing hops there and they've applied... So it's a similar subtropical climate or... Uh, I, I, I wouldn't be speaking from Because any... Terroir, of course, that's going to be a very interesting gonna... one. Stay tuned, listeners, for some very interesting... Uh, about hop terroir. Chats on hop terroir. Yeah, but 
One of the things that has come out of this uh, trip, particularly talking to Eric Demaray at CLS Farms. Uh, at CLS Farms, and there, there's a Mexicanus strain. Neo Mexicanus. Neo Mexicanus that is a wild native American hop that grows much further south than, than, than Yakima. Very different growing, very different light conditions. It's actually struggling to some extent up in Yakima because of the, 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 the day length. And I guess as we are um, experiencing climate change, so we are going to be, need to be much more aware of that. And I know that, um, that the guys from Hilltop Hops have been looking into growing in uh, appropriate regions. So um, I think we might even catch up with Andrew and, and, and talk about hops growing in, in Brisbane just to sort of uh, get their thoughts on. Yeah, I'd love to know what they're experiencing. I'd love to know how they're doing it done. and what, yeah. the, what sort of uh, results they're getting in terms of uh, yield and you know crop weight and all that sort of stuff. So very interesting. There you go. So well, I reckon that brings us to... Uh, a logical conclusion. I'm actually disappointed. We, we, uh, we were a little bit worried We had a lot of sirens at 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah. We don't have any, many at 9 o'clock uh, yeah. in the morning. We've had a few a few honks, which is good. Oh, yeah, I'm a little bit because but it was even before we recorded, it was like some guy sitting on his horn just outside yeah. the, the window. Yeah. Um, the colourful local identities, it's fair to say, have, have, have kept quiet <laughs> um, while we've been recording, which is, which, for which we are thankful. Yeah. So uh, anyway, this afternoon we, we hop a flight to Denver. Well, we're going to pop in, first of all, on the way. Little we'll Creatures. Pop into yeah. Little Creatures, the new Little Creatures San, San Francisco, Francisco. Uh, brew pub and, uh, and check that out. And hopefully we get a, a chance to sort of maybe have a chat to some of the people there, um, as well as some of the punters who are, are there to, to get their impressions on, uh, I guess, for, Australia for, for upcoming, and Australian yeah, beer. Uh, upcoming um, interesting uh, podcast that we're doing. Little Creatures fits, all, fits into it all. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, we're on the, uh, on the plane to Denver this afternoon. For a couple of days, for a in couple Denver. of days of, uh, of great American. That's going to be festival. busy. Yeah, it's going to be a busy uh, couple. Looking of Looking forward to catch up, catching up with uh, a lot of the friends we've made throughout our trip so far, particularly some of the brewers from um, from Portland, uh, as well as old friend of the program, John Hall. John Hall, Hopefully yeah, we, we'll catch Hall? up with John. It's Hall. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. Well, well, that's what you said. Going. Just keep going. <laughs> Hall. It's not an O and it's not an A. It's in between. But anyway, okay. Keep going. Um, yeah, but what a gathering of the tribes there, there is over here. Like in um, you, you post that you're in Portland. Oh, sorry, we just missed you. Like it's half of Australia is over here. Yeah, half the, the Australian brewing community. And, yeah, uh, and that's a, a really interesting um, thing that I think we'll probably touch on in the next few episodes yeah. of, of Good Brews Week. Uh, the extent to which hop selection is becoming more and more relevant um, and how it influences, I guess, uh, a, what we're doing with our beer in Australia, but also how what the Americans are doing with their beer is then slowly, I guess, being taken back mm. to Australia as well, and then we'll have a further influence on, on our beer. Some fascinating discussions coming up with some really interesting people. So strap yourselves in, listeners, because there's a lot of content coming your way. Um, it's fair to say we've, we've really kind of, I guess, upped our game um, in terms of the, uh, the educational and, and information side of things that, uh, now, I guess, outside of the... That's all the conversation. The black and white yeah, news. Yeah. yeah. Um, and discussion. Field. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, thank so you. Thank you, very, thank you, Pete. Thank you very much, Matt. Thank, thank, and I, I, I will say, you know, like we, we give each other a bit. But it, it's having spent a couple of days in uh, Asia, sort of traveling alone, as much as, you know, shout out to Steve Finney and had some great traveling companions there. But, you know, sort of traveling alone and sort of catching up with people. It's been great. Uh, it's just been great hanging out with you and, uh, and also the Bintani guys. So, um, yeah, we've got, um, look, it's probably, I think we might have a new, a couple of new games 
for our listeners <laughs> um, that, that might even top Bruce News Bingo. <laughs> yes. One of well, which we played last night on the way back from the we'll, waterfront. We'll, we'll save that for later. Yeah. For a later chat. But listeners, uh, thank you very much. And thank you, th- thank you for making what we do possible by just listening. And uh, yeah, again, give us a shout out if, if, if you want to or can on any of the forums. Uh, yeah, even on social media if you want to add Bruce News yeah, and, the, and, and tag our sponsors. And just, the email, Matt, if they want to send us a... Producer at bruisenews.com.au. But uh, yeah, look, if, if you enjoy a podcast or if you, you know, we don't really do much on Instagram, um, but Facebook, um, uh, tag, our, tag our sponsors. Yep. And um, iTunes or wherever else you um, access your podcast, if there is an opportunity to, to rate us or to leave a comment, um, just so that A, we know, I guess, where, where we need to improve or to keep doing what we're doing, but also so that it helps other people to find the podcast. So feel free to share this shit uh, as much as you like. Absolutely. Uh, thank you very much again to Cryer Malt, to Rellings Labels, Stickers and Packaging, and to our good friends at Beer Cartel for making all of this possible, and to you, our listeners, of course, for listening. Um, and we'll see you again uh, for next week's episode, which will be a very Which will be special. back in Australia. We'll be back in Australia. We'll be back in Australia, but then there'll be a special wrap-up edition. Um, yeah, we've got a couple of, couple of surprises planned for you, so um, watch this space. And we're out. Don't forget, if you like what we do here at Radio Brews News, you can help us out in a number of ways. You can sponsor the show either by a small monthly contribution or through a one-off donation. You'll find details in the show notes. You can also review us on iTunes or whatever your favourite podcasting service happens to be. Let us know what you think and help others find and discover our shows. Finally, you can tell us what you think about what's going on in the beer industry by emailing us at producer at brewsnews.com.au. All letters received will receive in return, as by way of thanks, a Brews News bottle opener. And thanks to our very good friends at Beer Cartel, the letter of the week will receive a mixed six-pack of great Australian beer. We love hearing your thoughts on the stories we cover because, as you may have heard, beer is a conversation. 